Okay, and we're live on The Niche Agent. So today we've got a great guest for you. It's Matthew Slutsky from Buzz Buzz Home. So Matthew, why don't you take a quick second and tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here. For sure. My name is Matthew Slutsky. I'm, uh, I founded Buzz Buzz Home. Uh, we are the largest online listing of all new residential construction. So that's all new condos, townhomes, subdivisions, anything rural uh, to urban. Uh, the builder sells, we list. Um, so basically, in a nutshell, we're, we're MLS, but for new construction. Um, typically, uh, MLS doesn't list new construction, or if they do, a builder might put up a unit or two uh, on MLS, but there, there is no actual listing service um, for either realtors or um, public catch-eco to find out the most accurate information on every development. So we, we're a um, listing service across North America um, that does that. Our, our, our goal is to create the best new home purchasing experience for the user. Um, so that's why I'm here to talk about real estate. We know pretty much everything new construction that's going on. Uh, we work with a lot of realtors and uh, work with a lot of end users. Uh, but we're not agents. We're, we don't sell anything um, to purchasers. We don't transact in real estate. At the end of the day, we're a marketing company or a broadcast company. Okay. So when you got started, what were, actually before you got started, what were you doing prior to this? Prior to this, I was, um, was in inland development. Um, most recent time prior to this, I was uh, VP of development for Diamante, which is a luxury condo builder uh, in Toronto. Uh, so we're on a bunch of projects with them. Um, and not to sound cliche, but saw a huge gap of information in the market. Um, you know, we were spending tens of thousands of dollars a week on print advertising, on magazines, on A-frames, on court, whatever it was, all, all the typical advertising. Uh, we created this website, um, or website for projects, as every other builder did, um, but never really started to engage online. Um, so I, I started to see this gap and started to see more and more people coming online, trying to find their new home, and builders just weren't offering them uh, anything. And, and there was no solution like Buzzbuzz Home at the time, uh, really across North America, where there was actually a listing of everything. Uh, so um, I said, okay, this was actually 2008, right when the real estate market in Canada had its dive uh, for about a year, uh, had a great job, and for whatever reason thought, oh, this would be a good time to start my own thing and leave my cushy job. Uh, and that's that's what I did. Left the job, partnered up with my business partner, uh, and, and started Buzzbuzz Home. Uh, since then, we we started in Toronto and we um, expanded across. Canada and then into the United States. Uh, we now have a team of over 40 staff, uh, headquarters in Toronto, but with offices in Toronto, Vancouver, and New York. Wow. So I got to ask, where did the name come from? Yeah, you know, it, it's a great question to get asked a lot, and I wish I had this awesome answer for you. <laughs> uh, but we were, um, we, uh, my partner and I, maybe we're not the most creative people. Uh, so when we started to launch Buzzbuzz Home, um, but she called herself Casa Roo. And it was Casa, like a house in Spanish, but spelled with a K. Roo, like a street in French, but spelled R-O-O. And we were going to be this kangaroo with a pouch. The pouch is going to be this house, and there's going to be somebody living in there. Uh, we had this whole thing. We actually incorporated under that name. Um, and then we went to, when, when we went to our first marketing firm for our branding, uh, we said, we are Casa Roo. And they were like, no, you're not. <laughs> you, uh, and they came up with a bunch of options for us, uh, and we ended up using uh, going with Buzzbuzz Home, uh, which is a nice, catchy name. Uh, from there, one of our kind of 
creatures that have come out of it is Leonard the Bee. So our, our logo is a hive, and Leonard the Bee is this bee that floats around and is supposed to be flying to other construction sites, finding information. And uh, that's kind of the history of our of our of our brand. Okay, perfect. That's it. It's good to know. So when you kind of got that business started, what did it look like for you from realizing there's that gap to kind of getting it kicked off to actually getting it out into the public? Yeah, so it's really tough. Um, first off, you know, as a young entrepreneur uh, with an idea, you go around to your peers and see what they think. Um, and um, it's kind of funny at first. We had, you know, I went to other developers, I, and I told them, you know, I've got this idea, and I want to pursue it. Um, I told them something I'm listing, and a few of the responses were like, oh, well, that's already been done. Said, oh, geez, I'm going to find it. Um, and they're like, no, no, we, 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 not only has it been done, but we actually use them, we advertise with them. Uh, and one of these builders was another one of my old bosses who I worked at before, Diamante. Um, and I said, well, that's interesting. Well, what's the call so I can actually go and look it up? You know, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I said, well, you know, can you pull out a, go, go to your uh, invoices and pull out, pull out an invoice? Like, I need to know who this is because I can't find them. And yeah, the accounting team worked, they couldn't find this invoice. Uh, and this actually happened with a few builders that I talked to. So it kind of dawned on me that it was an idea that was just so obviously needed in the marketplace. The builders actually expected that it was already there. Not only did they expect it was already there, they actually thought they were advertising. Like they assumed they were paying for it. So you know, when I started hearing stories like that, I was like, okay, well, this will be an easy win for me. If they already expect it's there, they think they're paying for it, well, I'll just come in and, and they'll uh, pay for it again. Um, so there was that market. Then there was the other, then there was the other people that I talked to, some builders and some real estate professionals, some uh, realtors were like, this is the worst idea ever. Um, you know, this can't be done. There's already MLS and you know, this will never happen. Um, so, you know, there was definitely the mix there. On one hand, I was getting positive reinforcement. On the other hand, I was thinking, well, this can't be done. Um, and at that point, I'd already left my job. So if it couldn't be done, I was kind of going to be in a pickle. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and to make matters worse, um, my background is real estate um, on the development side. My business partner has a strong technical background. He actually, uh, where I came from real estate, he actually had founded another company in the nutrition world. That um, ended up selling it to a U.S. company, um, but he had worked with his engineers to create a really strong backend. Um, so that's why I saw there was this mix. But at the end of the day, neither of us were coders um, or engineers, software engineers. So it was a huge struggle because we needed a strong engineering team, and neither the founders or engineers. So um, there's a lot of struggle. With it. It's a struggle that we've been dealing with until recently. We're now about five years old and. We've only recently really built our engineering team to the point where we're very confident. Um, so that was our first struggle, is the engineering aspect of it. Um, so obviously a scary time with me, Cliff, and we had one engineer working on it and slowly started to build out the team and figuring out how to build out the actually engineering side of the team. Um, so we launched, um, and we launched with kind of a, a semi-viable product. Or when we launched, our website actually didn't work very well. Um, but again, it was interesting because there was such a gap of information in the marketplace. Um, even though our site wasn't really working that well, it was still working enough um, that people were able to use it and actually find information. So builders were actually advertising on us uh, on our site quite early on. Um, and, and just to be clear, when I say advertising, 
Uh, Buzzbuzz Home is a listing of all new residential construction, whether you're my client or not. Uh, but builders are able to advertise or feature their project, which gets some extra visibility on the site. So they get ads across the site. When you're on our map, they get priority, um, priority and list view. But the quality of information that we display between a featured project and a non-featured project is exactly the same. Again, our mission from right from the beginning was let's create the best new home purchasing experience. Uh, so that's kind of our overall mission, and revenue is not near that. You know, we'll, we'll build the best product, and once we build that, figure out ways to actually monetize the site. Um, and everything that we do has that in mind. It's not, you know, we do things that actually hurt us financially, um, but it creates a better home purchase, new home purchasing experience. Um, so, so that was another struggle. You know, we're launching, we're small, we, we never raise capital, uh, and we're making decisions that are ultimately not generating us revenue. Um, so, it, you know, there's a conflict there, but we, we kind of held the course and slowly uh, built up more clients and, and uh, became a profitable company. Okay. I'm so, question, I kind of beat around the bush. No, no that, was, that was perfect. Um, so then taking into that, when you're starting to make profit, how did you go from, I mean, you said it's been around for five years, how did you go from that local uh, company in Toronto to taking over Canada and then now internationally. What steps happened for you to do that? Yeah, so we um, we always believed in rapid expansion um, and using our, our all of our profit um, and reinvesting it back in the company. Um, so we're constantly hiring more, paying more into expansion, bettering our systems, and never just getting kind of. Building something and leaving that's it. Well, when I walk away, it won't generate revenue. But everything that we make gets reinvested back in the company, uh, which was another struggle. I mean, uh, truth be told, my business partner and I didn't take a salary for the first, I don't know, three years. I mean, that was three years. We'd already invested everything into the company, um, and now we're even taking salary. You know, we had a team of, at the time, maybe 15 staff, um, and we weren't even taking salary. Um, so, you know, it's one of those decisions. It's really tough, but it, it needed to be done. You know, we, again, we, we really believed in what we did, uh, and obviously, we we're starting to get clients. They believed in what we did. Um, so, so that was definitely um, an interesting time, uh, and, and that, you know, that was one of the elements is, is building rapidly, um, but also you know, believing in building well. You know, everything that we do, uh, we don't think, oh, we're gonna build a new map, and then just kind of use the latest technology and think it's gonna be great. You know, we, we really run a, a tight, streamlined ship on how we build things, how we kind of prove that it is going to create the best new home purchasing experience uh, before we even start getting into the design mode, working with our designers, making sure that everybody's working on it, really knows the real estate industry inside out, to make sure that the functionality that we're building is going to get used um, and, expanding, and expanding that way, uh, and ensuring that we have, you know, the best quality of data, you know, that, there's nothing worse than um, you know uh, uh, going on to a site and if you're a purchaser and you know, I want to buy those shoes. They're you know, it says they're $150 and you go and call the place or, or click through and it's like oh it's actually sold out or yeah. it actually costs $190. Um, so making sure that our quality of information is top notch um, and making sure that our teams that run every department is are really tight, solid, uh, well-tuned machines. But I want to touch on. The, you saying about how the three years where you weren't taking a salary because with when you find that niche and you know you're passionate about it and you know you've got something of value, 
it's, it's amazing that how many people give up in that time frame. Uh, people probably go after six months may have given up or a year have given up, but you know you had something that you know was going to work. You know you could provide value. And the real people who I know, the real agents who have really found their niche have struggled through it and they know and they've come out on the other end way ahead of most agents or any other one else because they really stuck through it. So what what got you through that time frame? Because that can be a struggle for a lot of people is getting stuck in that I'm not making as much money or I'm not doing the business that I'm doing or that I should be doing. Yeah, so there's a, um, there's a, a great quote by Calvin Coolidge. Um, and, and I don't know it off the top of my head, but I know I know the gist of it off the top of my head. But it's Calvin uh, Coolidge, who was like, I don't know the 30th or 33rd president of the United States, um, had a, has a poem called Persistence, and it's nothing in the world can take the place of persistence. Uh, talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful men with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. The slogan pressed on has solved and always will solve. Uh, the problems of the human race. Uh, so it's a great quote, and I really believe in that quote. I mean, it, it, it's persistence. I, I know, I'm not the smartest guy. I, you know, I did fine in university and my master's, but I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I, I'm not the most talented guy in the world, but I have persistence, and my business partner does as well. Um, and we, we pressed on. You know, when things got tight or things got tough, we believed in it, and you kind of beat that form every day, and just get motivated to just keep pushing through. And it's definitely one of the biggest issues that I think see from, I'm sure it's very similar to the agent world, uh, but the startup world. Um, so in the startup world, again, you can go years without uh, a salary or, or whatnot. Uh, in the agent world, I'm sure you can go years without even doing selling a house. I mean, maybe in the Toronto market right now, or pod, if you're not selling a house a year, you probably got a problem. Um, but to have persistence and believe in yourself, um, and continue to press on. So, you know, I see a lot of people who come into startups, um, they don't have that kind of belief in persistence. And they'll, you know, maybe they'll start something, but they won't actually keep it as their main job. They'll, they'll yeah. still keep their main jobs aside, on the, or, or they'll launch it as a side job and have their main job, but not give it their full. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's really important that you're doing something to really give it your full. Um, and press on and keep pushing on through. Uh, yeah, because it it's the people that do that and take away that safety net that will last. I know a lot of people will put in, they have that second job or they've got something else coming in and they never really give it their all and if they commit to giving it their all, they will be surprised at really what the end result will be. It's for, for me doing this podcast, it's I jumped into this when I started this. I said I know I want this to be successful and I just went all in, started doing it, and I'm blown away at how well it's taken off and, and the the success it's had, but it's only because I was committed to it in the persistence. Exactly. I, I, I talked to another agent who had a similar kind of, not a podcast, but she, she was doing some training for real estate agents, and she, after six months, she said, oh, I give up. I'm not getting the results I want, and I'm like, that's right when you're starting to, you're, you get to that point and you're starting to feel those frustrations, that's really when things are starting to come together. And, uh, 100%. And the, and the other the other thing that I'd say is, uh, again, I got lucky. Uh, my business partner and I uh, really complement each other. Um, so, you know, he's a great detail-oriented person who, you know, he... The way we have to kind of spread is he oversees a lot of the internal aspects of the company. I deal with the external, so all the uh, PR, all the client care, all the everything on the external side. 
and we both work together on strategy, and, and we really respect each other. So, um, you know, in, in the five years, we've never, we've obviously had disagreements, but we've never been in a fight, we've never been in an argument. Uh, we were able to, to solve everything, uh, and I, I found for me that was really important. You know, having that a really great sounding board to bounce ideas off of, it's someone who can trust you. So even if you're trying to take something in a bit of a different direction, you have that leeway. Um, I think that is really important as well, is, as well. And again, I imagine it's similar uh, to real estate where you might either have be working with another agent or have a mentor, but to really have someone alongside that can mentor you and, and you can trust to, to kind of take you along the way. Yeah. So, so for you, when you were going through those struggling times, what at what point did you realize you've not arrived, but you've you've got to the the level that you want to get to, and that it really is coming together and it was worth the work? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think we've ever got to that level. I mean, it, it's definitely worth the work. Good answer. <laughs> but, but you know, we're, we're constantly uh, on edge, and we're, we're constantly trying to push forward and um, push the limit. You know, we're, we're uh, we recently launched um, some. We launched. Really, we had two really great uh, releases this year, uh, which really pushed the boundaries. Uh, one being Market Snapshot. So in North America, you can now click through to any neighborhood in North America, and you can actually see what the average listing price is in that area, what the average price per square foot is in that area, what the unit breakdown is, how many one bedrooms, two bedrooms, three bedrooms, uh, what's the median price. It gives you all the historical information. Information has never been available to the public before. Um, so we were able to take our information, kind of our, 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 our big data, and actually use it to publish this information. That was one thing. Um, and then on the other side, which was a lot scarier, was this year we launched um, builder reviews. So you can now go on and actually review a builder. Um, obviously very scary. Our clients are builders, and if they're getting <laughs> bad reviews, um, there could be issues there. Again, the idea is let's create the best possible uh, new home purchasing experience, and that includes builder reviews. You know, we constantly got bombarded with questions. Well, how is this builder? How is that builder? Well, you know, it's one thing for us to say they're a good builder. We don't have experience with actually living in their units. We don't know what their unit layouts like. Um, so we, we launched this builder review. Uh, so, so those are two things that, that, again, we pushed forward. And it's constantly, that's on the product side, and we're constantly launching a new product, but on the expansion side as well. I mean, we're, we're in a market where um, Joe, who lives in his parents' basement, could essentially create something more groundbreaking than us and overtake us. Or uh, on the other hand, Google could be like, hey, you know what? We like this new home search industry. Uh, we'll put a billion dollars towards it. Uh, so we, you know, we're constantly on edge, making and, and constantly working to uh, ensure that we know the market the best. We know new construction the best. Um, and, and even if a huge guy came after us, we would hopefully be able to defend against it. And small, be very hard, I think, for a small person, uh, just because of the, the type of information we're utilizing. Um, but that keeps us continually uh, striving to be the best possible and making sure that we never get um, lazy and just kind of happy with the success we've had and let's just kind of run a little company, you know, push yeah. a giant company. And I think it's important that you said is that you put the consumer's experience in the first place because Google's done that. Everything is about the consumer experience, and that's why they've done so well. There's been other companies who've come and gone or can't keep up with Google because Google's mission is put the customer search experience first, then profits second. Profits come with it. So what other things have you done to not beat out the competition but just make sure that you are on top of that? Because I'm sure you've seen people come and go, and 
probably some of it may be laughable, but some may be you may be watching out for people, but what have you done to ensure that you guys are staying on top of it, other than the, the customer experience? Yeah, you know, we you know, we make sure that anything that happens in new construction, we know about. So whether, again, you're Joe in your parents' basement, you know, we work hard to find you and, and make see what you're doing uh, and even learn from you. I mean, listen, again, though, we're, we're a great team, but people could do things a bit better than us, so making sure that anytime there is a competitor, making sure that we're learning from what they're doing and making sure that we're better. Uh, anytime a huge competitor is out there, making sure that we're better than what they have. Um, and, and that, you know, it, it's constantly paying attention to the market. Um, it's knowing all the markets. You know, again, as you expand across um, North America, and, and we're going to go beyond North America, um, there's not just nuances in, in neighborhoods, but there's nuances in cities, nuances in countries. I mean, the difference between the Canadian market and the U.S. market is huge. So yeah. we have a huge amount of learning that we need to do to, to get into that market, figuring out how they how their systems work, um, and making sure that our system is integrated in, in, into that. Uh, so, so again, it's just never getting lazy and, and um, constantly be persisting uh, to make sure that we are the best available product out there. Um, and not just being reactive, but proactively making sure that we're the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing to watch your competitors and make sure you're better than them, but it's nothing to constantly be leading the pack in actually launching things like build reviews. And, uh, for me, it was kind of crazy. Nobody had ever done build reviews before. There's Yelp, there's TripAdvisor, there's you know billions of review sites, and none of them really covered this market that deals with uh, anywhere from a two hundred thousand to you know people done thirty million dollar deals through our site. So from two hundred thousand to thirty million, it's a big purchase. How could there not been a build review system? Uh, Again, people were scared of doing it because builders don't like it, but uh, some builders love it. I mean, you know, if they're good, they should have nothing to worry about. Yeah, and it, it, if they're bad, it makes them better. I mean, yeah. transparency is a good thing. It, it makes either bad people go away or better their companies to great companies. So for you, when you're in that expansion mode, you're obviously taking over different areas. Is it all expanding at one time? Are you taking over strategic markets? And what does that look like for you to move into that market? So we, we did Canada in segments. We did uh, Toronto, and then we did, we started out just condo, so just urban Toronto. Uh, then we expanded to rural Toronto, GTA, and then kind of the Golden Horseshoe. Uh, from there, we launched the Vancouver office. Um, and then from Vancouver and Toronto, we kind of filled inwards. Uh, and then we filled eastward from Toronto, eastbound from Toronto. So we were all in Canada. Um, then we launched our New York office. Uh, we launched in New York, and then we did New York. I think then we went to Miami, and then DC, Chicago, and then Boston. And then next thing I knew, we were uh, had this thing. I looked at the map one day, and I was like, "Holy cow! We <laughs> 12,000 new developments in North America. Like, how did that just happen?" Um, so there's that, but you know, it's one thing to expand into another market um, that have the listings. It's another thing to make sure that our listings are actually updated, because you know, it's one thing in just Toronto. Again, somebody sees a house for two hundred fifty thousand, they go there and it's actually three hundred fifty thousand. Uh, and the price that went up overnight um, doesn't look great. So uh, you know, as you expand to these markets, making sure that your research team uh, and your data team is strong enough to be able to keeping uh, up with these greater expansion. And 
the reason you can do that is because you're focused and you have the right, you know where you're going, you know what you want to do with the business and you can focus on what matters and, and not be taken off by bright, shiny objects and keep your business on track. Yeah, and that's actually a great point because over the years, there's been a lot of bright, shiny objects where uh, either myself or Cliff is like, ooh, that's, you know, <laughs> and um, I, don't, I, don't, you know, I don't want to give any examples, but um, we've had a lot of great opportunities along the way. Uh, that we've had to let go, and, and those great opportunities um, were great opportunities. I mean, they ended up, one of the companies that Cliff and I started um, with another partner ended up selling to a massive, you know, exited, and Cliff and I completely walked away from the company. You know, we, we, it was distracting from our main goal. Uh, and Cliff's much better at that than I am. Um, you know, he's able to make sure that as I stray, I get, you know, that's even... Last week, I came up with this new idea in real estate, and I was like, Cliff, we got to launch this new company. Uh, <laughs> he was you know, able to pull me back in and be like, Matt, like, yeah. uh, we cannot launch. Like, we are at like such a crazy time right now with expansion and hiring, and uh, we just, you know, and so many of our engineers are like just pumping stuff out. Our product team is like, we cannot veer into that direction. Uh, so he reeled me back in. And, uh, it's really important to, to, to be, have that laser focus. Yeah, because as you get more successful, people think good opportunities happen, and it makes them more successful. It's as you get more successful, it's learning to not take the opportunities because you're going to get more and more and more opportunities, and that doesn't mean it's going to be the right opportunity for you or that it's the right opportunity for your business. It's a great management um, thing that, that even, as I mentioned, even I work with, not just from you know expanding, but even internally, like, as you grow your company, just learning how to say no. Yeah. It's, it's really tough. You know, an employee brings a great idea. Uh, you know, it's very easy to say yes. It's very hard to say no. Um, so it's something that I think everybody needs to, to work on, or at least I know I do. Um, um, it's an important lesson, a really important lesson to, to learn and to, again, always be on top of because it is so easy to say yes. I mean, it's the easiest thing. You know, saying no is really one of the toughest <laughs> But rewardingly, if you do it right, it will pay off, and it's well worth it in the long run. For sure. So speaking of saying yes, is where is the future of BuzzBuzz Buzz Home going then, and where do you want to take it? So um, U.S. expansion is really a key driver right now. We are pumping uh, really hard in, into the U.S., building out our team there. Um, Getting gaining visibility there, uh, making sure our information is the best, there, making sure all the listings are on our site, and still have areas to fill in. Um, so right now we're, we're really working hard on U.S. expansion, new products for U.S. expansion, um, and you know at the same time kind of building things um, in a way that we can expand outside of the U.S. as well. I mean we we don't think that you know Bezos Home is this little Toronto company that you know. Whatever we we see it as a as a multi 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 billion dollar industry um, that we're able to disrupt across the world. I mean, there, there really is not many um, companies that do what we do, and there's definitely not many that do it well internationally. Um, so being able to take our model and, and one group we work in Canada, group we work in the United States, and then uh, take over more markets. Awesome. So I would like to wrap up with Golden Nugget. So if there's something you could give to our listeners if they're thinking about starting a niche or maybe they're struggling with something, is to really give them that extra push or share your wisdom. 
Yeah, I mean, again, I, I don't know if it's actually the best advice. I know what's worked for me. Um, but I can say it's something that I mentioned earlier on. Um, you know, if you're really passionate about something and you really believe in it, then quit your day job and go do it. I mean, you're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. Don't have to do it. If yeah. you're going to do something, go full out. Um, you know, it might be a hard few years, uh, but if you're actually onto something, the, the rewards are uh, phenomenal and, and the experience is phenomenal and you know, actually building something is one of the greatest things. I mean, we, we took an industry uh, where there was zero and created it into an extremely profitable um, area. I mean, it's just, a, it's almost like land development where um, you know, land development, the beauty of land development, why I love it so much is you're taking a piece of land that is pretty valueless and you're adding value to it as a builder. It's like you're creating wealth on this nothing that other people didn't see existed. Uh, so if you kind of see something like that and you're passionate about it, drop everything else and do it. And the worst thing that happens is you fail and um, hopefully take your experience and apply it and get a job somewhere else. But at least you tried and, and gave it your all. That's a great advice and very timely for, I know, a lot of our listeners because some of the people are, are at that point where they're struggling and they're not sure what they should do. So that's that's definitely good advice. So, Matthew, if you can share the best way for our listeners to check out what you're doing, get a hold of you, and see what you guys are up to, what what's the best way for them to find that out? So the uh, best way to find out for BuzzBuzz Home is go to buzzbuzzhome.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at, at buzzbuzzhome.com, Instagram at buzzbuzzhome. Uh, actually, I said Twitter, buzzbuzzhome.com. Twitter is just at buzzbuzzhome. Uh, Instagram, buzzbuzzhome. Facebook, uh, we screwed up early on and made a really stupid name on Facebook as buzz, at buzzbuzzhome. Um, Google Plus, buzzbuzzhome. So pretty much if you write type in buzzbuzzhome, you're going to find us somewhere. Uh, that's the best way to find them. Try to find buzzbuzzhome if you're looking for me. Uh, my handle is islutsky. Um, so you can always just look me up and connect with me. Uh, or flip me an email at chat matthew.buzzbuzzhome.com. Perfect. We'll put all that uh, contact information in the show notes. And I'm going to put the uh, the quote that you shared as well, because I think it was a very good quote for our listeners, and I think it, they can really resonate with a lot of our, our viewers. So thank you for that. So, Matthew, we appreciate you being on the show, and look forward to seeing the future of BuzzBuzz Buzz Home and seeing what you guys are up to. Awesome. Great chatting with you. Thanks for being on.